In Between Fantasy Football Podcast, Season 4. Let's go, baby. Yeah. There was a time I had trouble talking about it. Congratulate them, we know they doubted. Somehow we made it up out of the pit. Back against the wall, never quit. Traversing through each obstacle. Show a non-believer what's possible. Let nothing they could do stand in between me and my wildest dreams. Let's go. And that come at us could come in between. Life gave me the worst, yet my side grew so green. We've been down in the dirt, been tossed in the trash. But I never strayed from my path. When we're gone, we ain't looking back. Maybe we were all way too high. Maybe that's our fault. It's going to be a crazy time, but it's going to be a fun time. Life is boring if you don't take some chances and do some things outside the box. Your destination for both some feel-good lifestyle advice and some fantasy football advice. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in, everyone. We are back hanging out with you through what's been a crazy carousel that is the NFL offseason. Guys, it's March 23rd, 2022, almost a third of the way through this new year already. I'm Seth Woolcock, joined by my normal co-host, Nate Pulvo and Scott Rainier, holding it down out there in Seattle. And then we also have a very good friend of the show, Dale DeMont from Eat Sleep Fantasy. Dale, what's up, man? Uh, you're here tonight, not only to break a little bit of breaking news for IBT, but also break down the carousel of the NFL, man. I'm ready for it, man. Uh, I have not recorded a ton on Eat Sleep Fantasy, uh, but I'm ready to get back in the saddle. Uh, it's it's usually pretty early for me, but you guys are kind of forcing me to to keep <laughs> up uh, to keep up on what I need to do. So I appreciate it. Well, there's so much going on. You got to stay up to speed. Or you're gonna yeah. get lost, man. <laughs> exactly. What's exactly. up, Gary? Yeah, absolutely. Got Gary in the chat tonight. What's up, Gary? Um, Yeah, it it has been a wicked couple of weeks. You know, every morning I wake up and and we get some new bombshell. It just doesn't feel real. Um, You know, my girlfriend's been playing fantasy football for about the last two years, and I've tried to explain to her how player mobility is just increasing every single season, and it really is unprecedented. It feels a little bit like the NBA nowadays with so much mobility a player requests a trade and that day they're gone. Uh, we saw it earlier today. So, so much to get into guys. Yeah. It's been wild. I mean, these big names players that you didn't really think like Devonte Adams, man, I didn't think he just was ever going to change teams. Yeah. And now here we are. Uh, it's just, it's wild. It's wild. Yeah. As a Seahawks fan, I, I really didn't <laughs> think Russell was getting traded. I just, yeah, I didn't think it was going to happen, but I mean, now looking back on that, it's, even more believable because today it feels like as soon as I heard Tyreek Hill wanted out, he was traded. Like I didn't even have time to process anything. It's crazy. We used to beg for this kind of action and now it's like too much. (laughs) It's like an avalanche all, all, all right in front of us in March. You know, there's March madness going on. There's so many other sports to be paying attention to, but the NFL does a great job once again of captivating headlines in the off season. So, we're going to break it all down for you tonight, guys. We got headline hijinks on the show. We're going to bring Kyle out for some Ring of Fire as well. Temperature check to round things out. But first, guys, we do have a really big announcement um, to make here at In Between Media. So if I get a drum roll, please. Can I get a little bit of a drum roll back there, Kyle? There we go. Guys, so for a big announcement today, um, In Between Media, Eat Sleep Fantasy, and the 49ers Rush podcast has have officially come together to form 
the Cooperative Media Network. And the Cooperative Media Network, CMN, as it goes by, is where members come together to benefit by collaborating with one another, you know, learning from each other's expertise, and also helping each other grow and monetize their platform. Dale, you came to me with this idea um, back in 2021, and we've been, you know, boots on the ground, taking off with it over the last couple months. So can you explain out for our audience, whether they're content creators or whatever they are, what this is going to look like? Yeah, I mean, you know, the the long the long term thing, the the vision uh, for years down the road is just to create a machine where it can help the uh, you know smaller, bigger, or hobbyist uh, podcasters to jump in this machine and then get pumped out something amazing uh, to be a successful podcast, YouTube, uh, you know, YouTuber, broadcaster, content creator, whatever it is. Uh, we hope to give you the tools that you need and the guidance and mentorship that you need, not necessarily from me or you or John or whoever, but from all the members that join uh, to kind of all band together and help each other. Uh, you know, it's, it's been tried a few times. Uh, it does, you know, seem to get clicky at times, you know, certain people, um, you know, the, the way it's been handled over the years I've seen on Twitter and, and other groups like that. So my goal is to kind of bring people together like us, you know, just cool, guys or gals uh, together to create awesome content and help each other and build each other up. And w when you first came to me with this idea, Dale, you know, I, I immediately latched onto it because there is such a huge learning curve to this industry. You could be making content for two, three, four years at times and maybe not be doing the right things, you know? So um, we're going to help people do that. We're going to help people find sponsorships, monetization, and really make the most out of that content creation time because it really is a huge dedication of time that goes into it. So we just want to help them make the most out of it, man. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it kind of, it kind of, I thought about it. I, I'm, I'm good friends with John Chapman and the 49ers Rush podcast. And he was saying, you know, we, we go back and forth. He's a really good YouTuber. I feel like I'm a pretty good podcaster audio form. Mm -hmm. You know, we built a pretty good uh, listener base with Eastly fantasy, but there were things that we were each missing. And so we were yeah. trading notes on like, you know, okay, he knows a lot about YouTube. I know about, you know, a lot about the podcasting and content. What happens if we get a website designer with us, a graphic designer, um, you know, somebody really good with in the business sense and bring everybody together and everybody can help each other. Uh, why not? You know, there's, there's so many small podcasters that just need a little bit of guidance. It's the content's not the problem. There's really good content creators out there. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, you know, just getting them the platform and helping them where they need it. You know, if you're a really good content creator, but you're horrible on YouTube, um, you know, all that you need is a little push and a little bit of guidance and, you know, you could be the next, uh, whatever, Mr. Beast or whoever you want to be next Nate pull vote. I think uh, that's what the kids yeah. are saying nowadays. You know, <laughs> Nate, Nate, I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a hat this time. Last time we met, I was the only one not wearing a hat. And I was like, you know, what? I don't want to be the oddball <laughs> out and now you're not. wearing a hat, So we can't get on the same page. It's okay though. <clears throat> it's all right. Dude. I seriously, I don't think I've ever done an actual live stream without a hat on. So it's a little weird. Hashtag Branch confidence check, baby. Confidence check for Nate right? there. Dude, and I hung awesome. out with that dude for an entire weekend in Canton, like almost like every waking hour, and he never saw me without a hat. It's true. <laughs> Seth, it did you see true. me without a hat? I think I've seen you maybe off camera a couple of times of Jen and I and you FaceTimed or something like that, but it's been very rare. So definitely surprising. Scott, you don't have a hat on either, man. Like, like what's going on here? The kids keep you busy. Uh, I just I... – I kind of, I, every other time I wear a hat, I don't know. People have seen me without a hat though. I just figured that was part of it. I figured that was Nate's hair, <laughs> whatever hat he was wearing. Like yeah. he's been wearing a hat his entire life. 
Um, well, no, I, I, Kyle, I, I'm new. I'm new to having a headset. It's a new thing for me. I got a new headset, so I'm doing it without a hat. It fits you well. Okay. More comfortable. Yeah. Gotcha. I love this yeah, idea, well, though. Our love audio editor, uh, Kyle, behind the scenes before the show, he has this, like, you guys will see it here in a little bit if you're watching the live stream version of it, but he's got these, like, luscious, like, you know, ginger oh, yeah. locks, and, and Nate's over here uh, struggling a little bit with that. <laughs> well, I mean, what were his first words to me? Oh, dude, are you growing a mohawk? And he was dead serious. <laughs> I mean, that's where you just say yes. Like, yeah, actually, yeah. I am. I'm. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's, it's like good. it's kind of like a mullet. It's like mohawk in the front and just like normalish in the back. Yeah, guys, that's what we, the cool kids are doing these days. Super thankful to have everyone in once again, Dale. Super thankful to be a part of the CM Network, man. Um, this oh, thing's going to grow gonna awesome. over the next couple couple years, man. So excited to be here on the ground level of it, it guys. If you're interested in the CM Network, you know, being a part of it in any kind of way. Follow the network on Twitter at CM Network. The website will be live really with any time within the next 48 hours. It is officially done. It's out there. Just waiting on some domain transfers. Um, so make sure you check that out, guys. We appreciate all the support so far with that. Guys, let's get into the fantasy football, though. Headline hijink style. <laughs> All right. So it's hard to really, you know, we don't like to bury the lead on this show. We like to have our new sense. We're journalists at the end of the day. Some of us are at least. And it's really hard to, to figure out what is the lead right now. But I think it's something we've been talking about probably for the last year, year and a half. And that's Deshaun Watson. He is officially now a Cleveland Brown, a part of that AFC North division with Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. Cleveland gets their franchise QB and a six round pick. Houston, they don't get Baker Mayfield back, but they get three first rounders, a fourth rounder, um, a fifth rounder, and another fourth rounder as well. So absolutely a loaded deal for the Texans. Watson gets a $230 million fully guaranteed contract here. So kind of a lot of unprecedented things in the NFL happening. Three first round picks for a quarterback. That was new. That was interesting to see. And then just an all guaranteed contract for a guy who, you know, I don't want to get into it. This is a fantasy football podcast, but there are still 22 civil allegations he's going to be you know, fighting over the next you know, however long that takes. Scott, can you break this down for us? What is your headline for Deshaun Watson as a Cleveland Brown? Well, my, my headline veers a little bit outside of fantasy football, but I'll keep it very short. And I am going to butcher this. I'm just I'm going to warn you. I'm going to butcher this. So here we go. And nothing else matters. <laughs> i'm I'm a horrible singer anyway that's from metallica uh one of my favorite songs from metallica anyway very quickly because we are just we are a fantasy football podcast but ibt also is a mixture of life and fantasy football and fantasy sports nothing else matters piece is just my disappointment in the fact not that deshaun watson didn't get kicked out of the league not that i'm not a legal expert it's none of that to me it was more Within, I don't know, 36 hours of the grand jury not not moving forward, he signed the biggest contract in the history of the NFL, fully guaranteed. And to me, that just doesn't make sense. Um, I get it. It's a it's a business, and I, I've seen I've seen it all. It's a business, you know. That's why the obvious comparisons of other players, you know, and Calvin Ridley and the, the disproportionate punishment. I get it. 
the NFL is a business. That doesn't mean I have to like it. And that doesn't mean I have to not talk about it. So that's my piece. I think it's pretty ridiculous. Um, but moving on to <laughs> fantasy football. Um, I mean, Deshaun Watson is an amazing quarterback. I mean, it, outside of his rookie year, top five, all three years um, with the Houston Texans. And my only concern with him going to Cleveland is, you know, they've had the same regime in place now with Stefanski as the head coach, Van Pelt as the OC for a couple of years. And they've been bottom of the barrel with plays per game, passes per game, passing. They've been very run heavy. Um, so obviously bringing in somebody like Deshaun Watson and then also Amari Cooper, they're likely going to change something this off season, but is one off season enough time. One quick little stat. Uh, Watson thrives on the move. He thrives in open space. He thrives with the run pass option, the RPO. Well, it's his, a damn good thing in Cleveland. <laughs> well, yeah. that's the thing. That's the thing. His, his yeah. three seasons in Houston when he was a top five QB, they were third in RPO run plays per year in the league. Cleveland, the last two years under this regime, has been 28th in the league in RPO wow. run pass option plays run. I'm not saying that's the only way Deshaun Watson can succeed. I'm just tempering expecting him to move right back in as the QB four um, with this move to Cleveland. Um, it's, it's a, it's a massive boost for Mari Cooper. I mean, he's the only show in town. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sean Watson has shown, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, those same three years was first, second and second uh, in target share in the entire league. And I mean, who's not going to throw it a bunch to DeAndre Hopkins. Right. But still Watson will find him. So yeah, those yeah. two, those two in particular, especially Mari Cooper, he 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 bumped up because it was funny because he went to Cleveland with before Watson was like oh Cooper, and yeah, before you could yeah. even take a breath, you're like Cooper, you know. Yeah. So, but that's been the nature. That's been the nature of it. I mean, objectively, generally speaking, just one of the one of the craziest um, occurrences since I started watching football was this deal coming to fruition, fully guaranteed. Uh, you know, and just the craziest thing too is it's not the only piece of news. It's not the only piece of big time news. You know, yeah. we'll talk about more during the, the show. It's not even the craziest thing that happened in the last like week. Like, if we're being yeah. honest, it's it's, it's crazy. It's been, it's been well, and I think one of the things that I find interesting, and I don't know really how to like frame it or how to think about it, I guess. Is it the first year of his deal with Cleveland? It's that one million dollar salary. So if he does get suspended. He, I mean, he really doesn't lose anything other than another season of league time. But, I mean, as far as fantasy goes, like, not just Deshaun Watson and Amari Cooper, but, I mean, I think this elevates Kareem Hunt again. Um, I think that David Njoku is someone that we could be looking at having a top, like, top 10, maybe tight end one season in Cleveland. Six-year breakout, man. It's hard to, it's, it's hard to you know, <laughs> jump on board for a six-year tight end breakout, well, but, but- – I, the pieces are there. You are right, Nate. Like the pieces are there. Last time we did shot, saw Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller was a, a wide receiver one in points per game as well. So I mean, in Joku, in in 2018, when he actually played a full season, he was the overall tight or PPR tight end nine. Yeah, I was in on him that season. It was not a not a sexy tight end nine season. Dale, well, it, overall... his tight end nine isn't. <laughs> Dale, what was your overall thoughts on this trade and how it's going to impact fantasy, man? Yeah, you know, the the weird thing is, you know, the the whole social issue, right? Um, 
I, I feel like for the rest of the year and maybe even for the next couple of years, every time we talk about Deshaun Watson, I feel personally that I have to bring up the allegations. Yeah. Against him. Like mm-hmm. I feel like at, you know, me hosting a platform, that's like the least I can do. I feel like, and we can still talk about Deshaun Watson, right? We could talk about him in fantasy, but if I do that, I feel like I have to like, and I don't know if it's right or wrong. I don't know. I mean, this is like a, it's a weird situation. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But I kind of feel like I had, is it weird that I feel like I have to remind people that, you know, he has 22 allegations against him um, from, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a weird subject to even talk about. Right. Uh, fantasy wise. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly what all you guys are saying. I mean, that top six quarterback, top five quarterback, probably um, you're, you're assuming he hasn't lost anything. If anything, you're hoping that he spent the last year, you know, studying football and understanding it more. I mean, he's still young, you right? Not gambling on the games, huh? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, um, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, quarterback, you know, the quarterback position is such a study in mind and mental game um, that, you know, the, the quarterback position out of all, I think of football, uh, you can probably get the most sitting on the bench than any other position. Right. So you, you'd hope that over the last year, he, he could have gotten better between the ears. Um, you know, besides yeah. what's what's going on, which um, that's so. that's scary because he was right? already really smart on the field. So sure, sure, yeah. I mean, he's a winner. I mean, you know, the way he played in college, all the way through oh. what he did in the Texans, and mm-hmm. he's yeah. you know he's he's an amazing football player. Um, so socially, right. it, it's going to be weird navigating this. Um, you know, I mean, but uh, you know, then where do you stop? You know, there's so many football players have been accused, and probably some that we've probably already forgotten. <laughs> so. The, yeah. the whole thing is just it's it's a weird situation to cover fantasy football with these in real life type situations right yeah one 100 um it'll be intriguing to see what happens here um the, the browns they're obviously not too too afraid they've been moving their backup quarterbacks around to baker mayfield he still is likely on the chopping block we don't really know what team's out there for him but still a lot to happen here in cleveland but i think you guys kind of nailed it initially Mari Cooper is back in that wide receiver one discussion. A little bit of an elevation for Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, David Njoku, those guys as well. We'll see what it shapes, shakes out in Cleveland. Nate, there's another big trade as well here. Devontae Adams, he's going to the Raiders. He did not agree to a long-term deal in Green Bay. Um, did not want to play on the franchise tag either. So he shipped out for a 2022 first-round pick and a second-round pick. Adams now becomes the richest wide receiver in the league as well. Nate, what's your headline for this? Raiders rolled the dice on 29-year-old veteran wide receiver. So, yes, Devontae Adams has been stellar for the majority of his career. I mean, his first two seasons, uh, eh, they were okay. Um, He was hurt a little bit. Wide receiver 74, wide receiver 66. But then, like, since then, he's been phenomenal. Wide receiver 1, wide receiver 2, wide receiver Mm 3, 10, 14, so on and so forth. He's 29. He's going to be 30 when the season starts. We see this clip with wide receivers right around that 38 age. Doesn't always happen. And Devontae Adams, if anyone's going to be the exception to that rule, it's probably going to be him. But everybody's yes. so high on him. And I got absolutely shit on on Twitter for this <laughs> earlier this week. But seriously, what if Devontae, what if Devontae Adams is more – Julio Jones going to Tennessee than Randy Moss going to New England. And that's not to say I think that there are no injury concerns. I understand that. But Julio Jones just wildly underperformed expectations. It's not out of the realm of possibility that we see that happen with Devontae Adams too. 
GMs don't just move on from Hall of Fame wide receivers for no reason. And you could argue how much you like Brian Gutenkist if he's good at what he does. Yeah, it's but, debatable. But yeah. It is debatable. But franchises don't move on from those kinds of players for no reason. They they could find the money. They could find the money because Devontae Adams really could be the difference between them winning an NFC championship game and not even making it. I think the biggest thing here is, though, are you really willing to tie up 25% or so of your salary cap in your quarterback and wide receiver? It's never been done before. We've never seen that done. So, you know, de- definitely a lot of questions there, but at least he's going to a place Devontae Adams is with Derek Carr. They played together right. at Fresno State. You know, they were a dynamic duo there. I mean, look at that Oakland or, excuse me, Las Vegas offense now. I am suddenly intrigued here with well, Derek Carr, a, a guy that we've been shitting on for, you know, however long, Nate. I, I've changed my tune on him, though. I like him with Josh McDaniels. I just had this gut feeling that Josh McDaniels is going to find a way to unlock Derek Carr, the Derek Carr we've all wanted to see for the last couple of seasons, that hyper-efficient, consistent quarterback that we've seen flashes of. And Devontae Adams is coming to a system where, unlike Green Bay, he doesn't have to be the, like, one receiver, and then he's got a guy who's maybe a three receiver as the two where you're looking at, I mean, Alan Lazard is fantastic, but they've got Darren yeah, he's Waller. Number three. Yeah, he's the number Hunter three. Renfro. Yeah, you've got Hunter Renfro. You've got Darren Waller. You've got Josh Jacobs. As much as I hate to say it, you've still got Kenyon Drake there, who's a good pass catching back. And outside of John Gruden, like I'm higher on this Raiders team in general, and I think Devontae Adams just elevates his team, and he doesn't have to do it all. Yeah. Yeah, Dale. Yeah, Dale. Where are you on on this? I mean, I think this is a case of you know everybody making excuses for Derek Carr year after year. You know, whether it was a Gruden year or not enough receivers, you know, not a good enough run game year after year. I think you know the Raiders are like, all right, let's go ahead and do it. Let's let's load you up. Let's see what you can do, and uh, you know, prove me wrong uh, or, or prove me right, whatever way, you know, whatever way you want to look. Whatever way you want to go with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I yeah, I think they're you know, I think a lot of teams are actually doing this. I think the Dolphins are kind of doing this with Tua too, like we're giving you all the, all the tools, you know, mm-hmm. go, go for it and, you know, make or break it. And you show us, um, I love it. I, if I was a Raiders fan, man, I would be so excited They're you know, they're making moves. Yeah. I mean, and when you look at Derek Carr here, guys, like Derek Carr was not top bad, five yeah. in the league in QB rating last year's top five in passing yards. The biggest thing has been the touchdown percentage down there in the threes and fours every single season among all the other top 10 quarterbacks in passing yards. He was by far the lowest with a three-point-something touchdown percentage. The next was Josh Allen with a 5.6. So if anything can elevate that, it's Devontae Adams in the red zone. We we know Darren Waller can be a threat. We saw him in 2020 score nine touchdowns. This last year, Hunter Renfro in 2021 scored nine touchdowns. So I think put put those two things together. I think put Devontae Adams, a prolific red zone scorer as well. It's going to be some good stuff from Derek Carr, and he might be in that you know low-end QB1 conversation now. Don't forget, Derek Carr was MVP caliber player just a few yeah. years ago, you know, yeah. before his injury. I, yeah. He was on his way to being the MVP of the league. Uh, so in, he's not too, I mean, he, he has the tools, and I think he's still the same player that he was. Now, mm-hmm. now he has the people around him that can do it. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm excited Seth, for the Raiders. Seth, you brought up the touchdowns, and I feel like, at least lately, recently, whenever I've rostered Derek Carr, it was always if you just got me one more touchdown, it would have been. Yeah, yeah. If you just got me one more, he was always missing that one. Mm-hmm. I think Devonta Adams is a huge boost for Derek Carr. I mean, it's it's one of those situations where 
whichever side of the Derek Carr um, argument you're on, this this is it. You've got Devonta Adams, Renfro, and Waller. That, they all of a sudden have, as far as two receivers and a tight end, have one of the best in the league. Similar to Allen Robinson with the Rams. It's like, okay, we've been making all these excuses. You just need this. You just need that. Here it is. And the other thing they have going for them is they are in a lethal NFC West where there's going to be points flying all over the place. So there's going to be a lot of offense. And, you know, I, I moved Adams down. You know, he's not my number one or two, but he's still, a, he's still a wide receiver one for me. Yeah. I mean, for me, he kind of falls right now. Like, again, we haven't done our official projections yet, but he's somewhere around the wide receiver five for me. I think Cooper mm-hmm. Cup, Jamar Chase, and Jay Jett, I think they're now in a tier of their own. And I think it's Stephon Diggs and then probably Devontae Adams still out there. Um, I, I guess we can talk a little bit more about that. Um, Dale, we, we saw another trade here this week as well. Tyree Kale, he went to the Dolphins today, uh, traded for five picks, really lucrative deal, honestly, for the Chiefs. Well done from that staff, I think. Honestly, Tyree Kale, he gets a new four-year, $120 million deal. And it seems like the Chiefs were willing to make him a high-paid wide receiver as well, maybe not that high-paid. What's your headline here, Dale? Uh, look, I, I never played this game. I don't know if like I don't know if I was doing the headline stuff right. Um, but I don't know if you I don't know if it was like a guessing game or what. But I I labeled him Mister Make a Wish. Um, we all know you know the Make a Wish Foundation makes their money, but also they do more good for other people than they do for themselves. I think in this situation, Tyreek Hill does much better for his teammates than he does for himself, fantasy wise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think with Mike McDaniels as head coach, uh, you know, designing the run game, we all talked about that, right? As soon as McDaniels yeah. uh, was hired, um, maybe utilizing Waddle. Now he has Waddle and Tyreek Hill to utilize in the backfield, possibly. I don't think that's out of the run. I think they're going to be used pretty heavily uh, <laughs> with their running backs. It's going to help out Tua a lot. Um, you know, Tua can dink and dunk a lot with Tyreek Hill, and especially at the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, forget about it. I think it's going to be. I think it's only helping everybody else in this offense. Tyreek Hill, obviously, I don't think he's going to be, you know, getting, you know, those 70 yard touchdowns like he was with Mahomes. I don't even know if Tua can even throw that far, um, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, hey, maybe I, I haven't done my research on, on Tua as far, uh, you know, I don't know how far you can throw, but you know, I think it helps him out a lot being able to check down at the line of scrimmage and, you know, have Tyreek go for an extra 15, 20 yards after that. Yeah, and you know, I, I think my biggest concern with Tyreek Hill, it, it, I, I don't know if he can throw that far either, Dale, because he was so low in air yards, very bottom of the league in air yards as far as certain quarterbacks is considered. Scott, I, I know you're a big air yards guy. Does that concern you at all with Tyreek Hill? Uh, well, his air, his air yards have decreased. I think, wasn't it, Seth, did you post, somebody posted about that today, that Tyreek Hill's air yards have decreased the last three years. Uh, oh, yeah, he's he, a, yeah. You, yeah. he's a he's also he's also good with the ball in his hands after the catch so and I honestly McDaniels is one of my favorite young new coaches so I trust that he's going to be creative I mean you, we saw it with Debo Samuel last year and like you said he's got yeah, the conversation about which Miami running back you want is muddied even more now but um, yeah. but I, I I agree with Dale like you know the, I think that the knee-jerk reaction is oh Waddle his you know, the, that very like surfacey black and white, you bring in this guy, he's going to take from this guy. And it's like, no, no, no. I don't think that's the case at all. I think this is good for Waddle. Um, and, and I mean, two, same, same deal. We're going to, we're going to see if two is any good. We're going to see. Yeah. That, that's what I was kind of alluding most... to when we're talking. Go ahead, Nate. I'm sorry. Is, 
Oh, who this hurts the most is Mike Gusecki. Like, forget about it. Forget ha- about him even probably having a tight end two level season. Stop, like, it's over. Stop. It's get over. It, Nate, Nate, stop. You're no, it's you, over. You get, dude, it is not over. It's I, over. It's over. We are, baby. We are Mike Gusecki, Penn State. Baby. Mike Gusecki, Mike Gusecki, tight end 28. No, you know, you know what's going to happen? He's Gusecki's going to go for like 16 yards and two touchdowns a game. That's exactly what's going to happen. He's not going to move. <laughs> he's not gonna move the, he's, the Dolphins Some are going to real get, Mike Evans numbers. A yeah, real, yeah, a real Hunter Henry. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. that's exactly what's going to happen. I mean, they have all these other you know athletes to move the ball through the field, and they're going to get that. You know, they're going to get to the four yard line, and it's going to be Gasecki time. Um, you can't, you can't bet on that, right? There's no way you're going to bet on that. Uh, so, so our back end guy Kyle, as my light falls over over here, um, drops in our private chat just now. Mike Gasucky, Kyle, explain yourself. <laughs> Kyle should go into the main chat and write those things. Funny. <laughs> well, he should, but Kyle, hey, explain man, I was yourself. just playing along. All right, fair enough. I, just hey, I, I think Kyle actually rostered Mike Kosicki in a couple places this last year. Didn't I, had well. I had him. I had Mike him rostered a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Guys, what about the Chiefs here, though? What about the Chiefs? Like, what does this realistically do for Patrick Mahomes? Obviously, they're going to add some type of wide receiver help. You would think in the draft with one of their first round picks, Juju Smith Schuster. Now, I mean, uh, that was like the golden ticket that you grabbed out of the Wonka bar and had no idea. Um, he becomes possibly the number one for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs here. McCall Hardman, is, is he the clone of Tyreek Hill or not? We're no. going to find that out real quickly, I think, here no. as well. We already um, found forget, that about, forget about Nicole Hardman. So, he is a non-factor here. So for me, I, I look around the Chiefs offense, and this is a positive for everyone other than Mahomes. I think CEH gets a little bit of a bump, give Travis Kelsey a little bit of a bump. And Juju, I, I'm looking. I'm looking all around as positive. I, again, I got shit shit taked on Twitter as well for for suggesting that that Juju was a winner out of this trade. So, um, Dale, how do you see the shaking out, man? You know, I, it's hard to give everybody the bump. You know, somewhere, some someone in that offense has to be the go route guy, right? It has to be that one, you know, player that Patrick Mahomes is just going to close his eyes and throw it downfield to. That was you know, that was Tyreek Hill for a few years. So who's going to be that guy where Patrick Mahomes is in trouble. He knows he can throw it midfield, you know, 70 yards down the field and, you know, somebody's going to be there. Um, I mean, Hardman, I, I, I know people aren't crazy on Hardman. Um, you know, I, I've seen that all over Twitter, but he has a speed to get down there. Um, Travis Kelsey, ain't, you know, isn't going to be that. He's going to be working in the middle of the field. Juju, do we know that he even still has it? Let's be honest. Do we know? I uh, we don't know, That's but a like fair question. I don't know. It, it's hard to discredit a guy who just a couple of years ago went for fourteen hundred yards, and I, I know like the average depth per reception has been awful. But like his rookie year, he averaged fifteen point eight yards per reception, twelve point eight in his sophomore season. So, I mean, the talent's there, man. He was used as a yeah. big play receiver, and then after after you know Big Ben's injury, they just kind of never really got back to him. And he was kind of just the the short yardage grunt. Yeah. I mean, with, with Juju, like, I mean, part of his ridiculously low average depth of target a couple of years ago was on Ben Roethlisberger sure. in general, having an average depth of target that was way down. But I think one thing that's been a knock on Juju, and I actually haven't done a ton of research into Juju, is him doing it as the, as the one on a team. And can he, can he do it yeah. as the one on the team? Is he even the one on the team? I personally think the one for the Kansas City Chiefs is going to be drafted next month. 
I think that's how it's going to go. Well, Travis Kelsey. I mean, what's that? Well, yeah, pass catcher for sure, for sure. But the number one receiver, right. um, I don't think he's on the team right now. I mean, for me, like selfishly, I want, I would love to see either Olave or Pickens yeah. go to the Chiefs. I think either of those guys would be, would be lethal. I think to the Chiefs. those those guys are both attainable where they're sitting in the draft. Do you where think they maybe picking? they go at? Uh, they are. I know they have uh, two now, 20, but. 28, 29. Yeah, they're 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 later round picks. Olave's going up the board. I, I I do love that. I do love that call, Scott. A lot of receivers like, are in this draft. Yeah, Jahan Dotson, yeah. Penn State. Keep an eye out for him too. I think he could be a shifty guy. Even wait to the second round possibly for him as well. You know, going back to Tyreek, sure. does, does anybody know how this happened so fast? Like it's it was unusually like fast. Yeah. It was yeah. under the radar. And I like, mean, it was weird. If I'm it was an NFL, if, if I'm an NFL GM and I hear that Tyreek Hill is on the mark trade market and I want to win games, I'm probably on the phone the next second. Like, hey, I hear you guys are trying to sell Tyreek Hill. Well, here's what I like. I would assume that they just like it was like that. Two teams were to them with great offers. It takes longer to buy a car than it was to trade Tyreek. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Something. <laughs> but it's been it's been that way with all this. I mean, even the Russell Wilson trade, at least from what I've what I've read, you know, the 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 real talk between the Seahawks and the Broncos started like a couple weeks before that trade. The actual, which that's that's two weeks. That's not a couple hours like it was with Tyreek Hill. But for trading a franchise quarterback, a couple weeks is not that much time. Yeah. You know, and it, all the even Devonte Adams was kind of somewhat out of the blue. There was talk, there was rumors, but like, and then it happened. You know, yeah, right. And we're just so used to all this, like, oh, this the big name is going to get traded, and then the nothing ever happens. Year, yeah. And then this year, like every single one, except Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> guys. One more trade we do have to get to as well. Matt Ryan to the Colts. He was kind of caught in the crossfire of the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Ends up, you know, being upset with the organization for pursuing Watson. He gets out of there, and now he goes to the Colts for a fourth-round pick. So, I really like this for him and the Colts, personally. I, you know, I, I don't do. know. I, I have mixed feelings on this. Um, my, my headline but, for the situation compared to Carson Wentz. Yes. Oh, anyway, yes. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to. We don't need to go on Carson Wentz uh, bashing right now. You know how I feel about that one. Um, my headline, though, is for this situation, the Dirty 30s. And I'm sure you guys – I actually don't know how old you guys all are, but but you might you might have felt this at one time or you might be feeling it now, man. The 30s, like this is like the Colts move, man. Like bring in an over-the-hill question mark veteran. Um, they've done it with Phil Rivers in the past. They've done it with Carson Wentz, Jacoby Brissett. They tried to ride for a year or two. So – I don't know. Right now, Matt Ryan, he comes off his lowest yard total since 2010, 20 TDs, an abysmal total form as well. Not much help in Atlanta, but um, for me, like, I don't think it changes a whole lot. Um, Nate, what say you while, while Dale's reconnecting here? Okay, so um, I got into a debate on Twitter about this with my buddy Sean Foss, who's awesome, and I love that he pushes me on things. I said and I stand by this, that Matt Ryan isn't top 24 for me. That's in Dynasty, and that's heading into the 2022 redraft. He's not even a QB2 for me in Indy. I understand that- like Michael, Pitt- Michael Pittman's probably going to be relevant, but I think that the majority of this offense goes through Jonathan Taylor and Niam Hines. 
he just simply, even when he had weapons in Atlanta after getting his ass beat in the Super Bowl and blowing a 28-3 lead, it broke his psyche and he hasn't been the same quarterback since. It's kind of like what happened to Jared Goff getting embarrassed by um, Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Is Are you seeing a theme here? What Tom Brady does to people when he <laughs> beats them in the Super Bowl, they're never the same player. He embarrasses them. Russell Wilson showed his medal by losing that Super Bowl to New England, <laughs> but sticking around yeah. and coming back. I don't know. So right now, uh, Fantasy Pros ECR rankings for redraft have him at 21. But he's behind Davis Mills, Mitchell Trubisky, Tom Brady, and Marcus Mariota. Those are all guys I think jump him next season. I I can't see him inside the top. I can't see him being anything that you want other than a bye week option in redraft, even in super flex. And in dynasty, I mean, unless you're hurting at quarterback and just have no other options, I don't know why you'd have him rostered at this point. I mean, deep bench, sure, but not yeah. somebody you're relying on more than like one week a season. What about for MPJ? Like, like Dale, what's your take on Michael Pittman Jr.? Nate loved Michael Pittman Jr. last year, mm-hmm. hyped him up all offseason. Jonathan Taylor, same type of deal. These two guys combined for a ton of these touchdowns and yards for this team. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that we've seen the best from Matt Ryan already. I don't, I don't think we're going to see anything better than what we've seen in the past, unfortunately. Um, I, I agree with you, Nate. I think, you know, he's a bi-week fill-in at the best. He may be a good streaming option. Now, I do mm-hmm. think he's going to, you know, finish ahead of Mariota and, and Trubisky and those guys, um, just based off of, I guess, name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, I guess, you know, just fair. I'm just, I guess I'm just going over like the past 10 years, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I think it's good. I think Michael Pitt, I mean, John the Taylor is going to do his thing. I don't think it matters who his quarterback is, really, right? Um, yeah, I think he only right. helps quarterbacks. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., I think will be fine. I think he's still, a, I mean, a, a solid. Top thirty wide receiver, yeah. This year, is that is that is that crazy to say? Is that okay? No, no. I think he's. I think he's still. I think he can still eke into wide receiver one territory because he's. I mean, Ooh. who else? Who else do they have though? Jack we'll Doyle see. retired. You've got Mo yeah. Alley Cox. You've got Niam Hines. You've got Michael Pittman. They're not aggressive. They haven't been aggressive in the trade market. So has Matt Ryan produced a wide receiver one since? Uh, I mean. Calvin, Calvin Ridley 2020 was very studly. Well, let's not forget about where did, that. Where did Pittman where did Pittman finish last year? Pittman was wide receiver 19, I believe. PPR in PPR leagues 19. Yeah. A very hot start though. Through the I first get a couple of big games. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then I have a question. And and so Nate, I mean, I when I say I like this for the Colts and I like this for Matt Ryan, I'm not I'm not necessarily talking about fantasy. I have him in my way too early rankings at like 21 you know, quarterback 21. So I'm not talking about like he's going to rejuvenate his full career. But I kind of agree with our friend Sean in that Pittman was 19 last year. If you say he's going to eke into the wide receiver one territory this year, and he did that with Wentz, how is he going to do that without Matt Ryan being better than Wentz? And Wentz was in the teens last year. How is the math doesn't really line up? We're going to see less of T.Y. Hilton. We're going to see... Pittman pick up some of that production. I mean, he finished, he finishes the overall wide receiver 17 and really to bump him up to a wide receiver one season, he needed 
eight more points. Okay. So he eight was more there. points, and he's a wide receiver one. So he was almost there. He was very close well, to but being then it's, there. It's the, same, it's the same question. He did that with Carson Wentz, who I have ranked 32nd in the quarterbacks this year. Yeah. So, oh, no, I, for he, sure. So I think Ryan's an improvement. So the reason I like it for the Colts is because, and the reason I kind of like it for Matt Ryan is it's going to be the best offensive line he's played behind and the best running back he's played with in quite some time. No That's offense to you, Devontae Freeman. Michael Turner, Taylor, baby. Better than, you know, and, uh, and oh, don't I forget Michael Turner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it took Jonathan Taylor 11 weeks to break 20 attempts, to break 20 rushing attempts last year. Yeah, that's um, a good point. So we're going to see a little bit of a different game maybe uh, this season. Yeah, I mean, I think he's just in two QB leagues. He's a good QB three to have. Like, he's not gonna he's not gonna win you your weeks, but he's gonna be better. I I mean, Mariota, I'm rooting for, and I really hope that he he uh, is successful in Atlanta. But it's such an unknown. I, I can't bank on Mariota all of a sudden going back, being a starter in a different city, and being better than Matt Ryan and Indy. So I, I I have I have Ryan ahead of Mariota. I have him ahead of Trubisky. Um, I have him right in the like Jameis Winston, Mac Jones range of things right now again it's march so yeah 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 i'm with, yeah. I'm with you i'm in the mariota fan club i don't know why but like i wanted him in pittsburgh i'd rather have him in the Minchburg. but uh i I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about it guys i i think this is a, a good discussion healthy discussion to have there's still a lot to see with the colts they're definitely going to add some type of wide receiver or tight end talent i would think before the beginning of 2022 but we shall see guys let's go ahead and move into our next segment though Ring of Fire. Ladies and gentlemen, we got something real special planned for you tonight. This is the Ring of Fire featuring our special guest, Kyle Scott. Now y'all saddle up, strap in. All right, Ring of Fire, the drinking game turned fantasy football segment. Guys, we have a deck of cards here. We also are joined by our audio editor, Kyle Scott, who's going to host this segment. Kyle, can you explain Ring of Fire and what we're going to do here for our fine audio listeners, video listeners, whoever's out there tonight? Oh, geez. Sure. So, you know, it's a card game. There's 52 cards. Each card, two to ace, they have a task basically associated with it. It's more of a question. It's just the question. Um, so yeah, if we pull a, a card, you have to answer the question basically. Yep. Each, yeah. Each card has a different prompt to it, question, whatever it may be. We're doing this completely non-reactionary. So there's going to be some, we're going to put everyone on the spot here a little bit for it. Um, this was one of my favorite drinking games early on in life. So i um, super happy to kind of morph it into a fantasy football segment here. Kyle, should we flip this first card, baby? Yeah. All right. First card is an eight. All right. Eight is mate. All right. So in the drinking game, you would pick someone to drink with. In this, you are. Uh, we have a prompt for you to react to uh and it's handcuffs handcuff plays so who is a more enticing handcuff in 2022 raheem mostert on the dolphins or mike davis on the falcons 
Sorry, guys. This one is really scraping from the bottom of the barrel here. There's not a lot of great handcuffs out there in March. Remind uh, me. So remind me. Is it? Are we going? Are we taking turns? Yeah, yeah. We'll just kind of go yeah. go down the line here. Okay. Nate, who would you rather have, man? Raheem Mostert, more enticing, or uh, Mike Davis? Probably Mostert. Honestly, um, I just feel like he's going to get more opportunity in Miami, and by midseason, he might not even be a handcuff. He might be the guy. Who knows? Okay. Okay. Scott, and any differential in opinion there? No, just more emphatically, Mostert. <laughs> I, I want no piece of Mike Davis. I, yeah. No piece whatsoever. Yeah, I say Mostert as well. I will never, ever, ever bet on Mike Davis ever again after last year. <laughs> me and, Not me and Dale, ever. Me and, me and Dale are buddies. Six Eisman championships, though, Dale. That's what we were saying a year ago. <laughs> I said that a lot, and it did not come true. <laughs> I wanted him so bad. I wanted him to succeed so bad. Um, and for that reason, I will never say his name ever again on my podcast. Okay. Mike Davis, banned from Eat Sleep Fantasy, banned <laughs> from the level of Raheem Moster as far as handcuff. It's going to be a three-headed attack. I really tru- truly believe in Miami, too. So it's going to be difficult. Like, Miles Gaskin is not a bad player. Like, he obviously isn't an RB1 like they've tried to make him be, but he's definitely a solid player. So a lot to shake out there. I would probably also agree with Raheem Mostert. That 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 40 speed is just incredible. Um, but I am a little concerned just overall. I don't really want any Miami backfield because I am concerned that we could see more Tyreek Hill. We could see more Jalen Waddle in that backfield you know, with Mike McDaniel coming over there using Debo Samuel in that type of role. Yeah. My, I mean, one of my issues is if, if, if Mostert was put in a, in a position where he's going to get more work due to an injury, I'd be at least a little bit excited. Even if Mike Davis, if everybody got hurt and it was just Mike Davis, I'd still be like, I don't even know if I want to start it. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> That's, yeah. That is a good point oh, there. Scott. Handcuffs aren't always good, you know? Yeah. All right, Kyle, should we go ahead and flip this this second card, get our second prompt here? Yeah. Jack, baby. All right, Jack is never have I ever. Oh, there we go. I think I have to explain the rules to never have I ever. I think I think you I might. We're, we're, we're playing with some millennials here. So I, I think we might have to. Oh my God! How old do you think we are, Seth? <laughs> Jeez, You're, the millennials are the old ones. Is that where we are in society today? But we're not millennials, Scott. We're I'm not. Generation I'm, X. I'm Gen, Gen X. Are you Gen, Gen X? Generation X, bro. We don't actually have a signal. I, I don't know where the line is. I have no idea where the line like is. 1982 on that. or something. Anyway, yes. Okay. I'm, a, I'm a very young Generation X, but. <laughs> of course yeah, God, I, I like snuck in i snuck me in me too so, so uh never have ever basically what this is is we all get three strikes here and we go around the room saying something you've never done and you basically you know, target the other players like obviously i could target nate and scott here for living more on the west coast or whatever it may be um nate you got you got one you want to start us out here nate is this like a fantasy football never have I ever? No, I, I mean, it, life, oh. fantasy football, whatever you want, man. Never have I ever gone skydiving, nor will I ever. Nope, not not here. I'm I'm still three. I got three strikes. Scott? I have, I have never been skydiving. Me neither. 
wrong, wrong group to target here. We're not the most adventurous folks here, Nate. Uh, <laughs> Scott, what's the never have error for you? Oh, man. Which direction do I go with this? Um, never have I ever caught a foul ball at a Major League Baseball game. I have not. Nope. I have. You have? Okay. I've caught multiple, actually. Victor Martinez, baby. That's my prize ball. Nice. Scott, you're catching balls. Any kind of foul ball. Because <laughs> then if you played Little League, you probably caught a foul ball. That is true. Oh, I caught tons of foul balls. Oh, yeah, out. no, I had to specify. Yeah, the pros Major League. Yep. Every, t- every time. I mean, I stopped bringing my baseball glove to games with me a long time ago, but I still, just every game I go to, if I'm in within, if I'm within range. Oh, Oh yeah, ran for a foul ball. Bare hand, baby. Yeah. I would. Oh, bear, yeah. oh yeah. I'll jump over grandma. Oh yeah. I'll jump over baby. I'll break my hand. I'll, I'll, miss I'll push over. Time at work. I don't give a hell. I'm getting that foul ball. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dale, what I'll do you got for us here, man? At work. Uh, I think I got a pretty good one. Then I'll stump you guys. Never have I ever drank coffee. What? Oh, I definitely had coffee, coffee this morning. I drank coffee like ten what? minutes ago. Never, I've never tasted coffee in my life. Seriously, you never even tasted it. Never even tasted it. You know, it smells... I, my, bro- my brother-in-law has also never had coffee. It's it's crazy, but that's it's crazy. Happens. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, one, I don't like the smell, then that's a huge turnoff. But then also, uh, I don't like hot drinks. Like I don't like soup. I don't like any of that crap. You don't like, like soup? No, I don't. I uh, no. It's just like hot. <laughs> like give me like something that i can eat <laughs> like, you like gravy? you're drinking you're drinking your food no i don't so want to do that you don't drink coffee do you go to bed at like 5 p.m no um <laughs> yeah no I, I live in north carolina i do i do uh my fair share of tea like uh, oh, iced tea go. iced tea yeah. uh, okay i do like i do honestly prefer even when it's not that warm out i prefer iced coffee yeah personally. oh really yeah I don't know, something about the smell. I think it just reminds me of my childhood and, tra- and childhood trauma, and I just stay away from it. I'll, I'll Dale, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there, man. I have had coffee, but I don't like it. I don't drink coffee. I, I, I my other ca- I have other caffeine ways, but coffee is not one of them. Nate, you're down, to, you're down to one, one life here for you, brother. All right. Knock me out. <laughs> Wait, oh, I'm up. Baby. No, you're up, Seth. Here we go. Never have I ever drafted LaVisca Chenault. Oh, you a dick. <laughs> All right, Nate, you you are officially the loser, buddy. I think. Uh, <laughs> obviously, I mean, he knew that coming in. He knew that before. I knew you were going to do something to knock me out. Yeah, when, I see how Visca, it is. When Visca pulls a Devonte Adams, we'll be laughing. So, oh, jeez. Yeah, <laughs> I, just did, I, I did that just to see how you'd react, Seth. <laughs> dude, yeah, Visca is. Uh, I've just never been a believer, man. I've never been a believer. I never wanted to take the shot. Like, I, I think he's talented, but I just don't think he's ever had the right system. I don't know if he ever will have the right system. And I know my buddy Nate, my co-host down there, Nate, he's been telling me, hashtag Visca season for two and a half years now. And I'm yeah. still fucking Okay, so waiting, just, just to be clear, Devontae Adams, first two seasons in the NFL, he finished the PPR wide receiver 74 in the PPR wide receiver don't, 66. Don't go there. <laughs> I'm just – dude, and LaVisca has more raw talent than Devontae Adams has okay. with his, like, left Stop. leg. Stop. So, Stop. Just – okay. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm officially putting out a, uh, an application for a new co-host. Um, <laughs> please please fill out at in between. You heard it here first by the transitive – 
<laughs> By the transitive property, Visca is better than Devonte Adams. Yeah, that's what I heard. No! IBT Media. That's uh, I heard. Scott's trying to. Scott's trying to get. I'm just kidding, man. I'm on. I'm. A, I was on the Visca train too. Yeah, I was. I was pretty heavy on it too. Yeah. Oh, it's I'm going still on thumbnail. It. We're putting it. Nate Nate says Visca is equals Devonte Adams. We're putting it on there. You were seriously um, trying to get me canceled. <laughs> Nate's gonna get canceled just for his Visca love, man. I love it. Oh, if, if you have to go down for something, Nate, it's not the worst thing to go oh, down man. for. Will be. I mean, it's like I was all over the Jamarcus Russell QB one train. <laughs> so you're right. That's fair. I was a I was a Josh Freeman guy back in the day. Oh, so was I. I, like I really Freeman. liked Josh Freeman. Yeah, that didn't work out. Uh, man, Kyle, you can't win them all, man. We got Kyle. We got one more card here for you, man. Should we Should we give it a flip? Flipper. Flipper, flipper, baby. Queen. Queen is questions. All right. Mm. So this is uh this is a fun one. Let's just answer a random trivia question. Okay. Okay. So, all right. <clears throat> I think I'll give it to Nate since he lost the previous round. Okay. What was the most streamed album of 2021? Oh, I'm not going to know this. Most streamed album. Do I get, like, a hint? No hint. No hint, man. You should get this, Nate. Do you know it, Dale? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to be guessing. You host a music show, Nate. You have a music show here at IBT. So... uh, yeah, but I host a music show about old people music. Yeah, we don't like, like we don't like 2021 music. So twenty, it's, hint, it's something pop, I'd guess, right? I would assume I the person most likely to have listened to this would be uh, Seth. Is that because of my age, or is that because of the genre? No, it's because I know you listen to the artist. <laughs> okay. All right. I think I know it. I, I was already going to guess this, but Scott, do you have a guess at all? I'm just going to guess the first thing that popped in my head was it Evermore, Taylor Swift. No that's a good guess. Oh wow. That's not. That's not a bad. That's not a bad guess. Actually. I'm going to guess something by Doja Cat. That's not a bad. I thought that too, actually, Nate. I think that's not that a bad guess. Too. Unfortunately, no. An entire album. Um, man. I'm trying to think of you know popular like hip hop album last year. I can't even. I'm drawing blanks. Well, they don't make hip hop anymore. <laughs> no. All right, I will. I will ruin this one because I do think I know who it is. I, I, I think it is. I'm gonna go. I'm not 100 sure. I think Kyle has this in the back end. Um, I'm gonna say it's Morgan Whalen's uh, a country artist, the Dangerous Double album. I'm gonna guess. No way. Yeah. Yeah, really? Yeah, it sounded like you read Dude, it on the website. This show, this show is rigged. I have no idea this what you that. Me either. <laughs> I don't know if that's real. Kyle, where did you pull this information from? I know uh, what those individual board. words mean, but not strung together like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Morgan Whalen, man, the Dangerous album. Honestly. I was probably a con- a big contribution to that, so I will take some credit to that. But I'm honestly not surprised. Like I thought it got I mean, canceled. I know, but I mean, his music just got pop- more popular, honestly. So 
I think he got canceled in 2022, so I think he rebounded a little bit. I don't remember, though. I don't honestly remember, but the Dangerous album, check it out, guys. Honestly, it's not a bad, not a bad, not a bad. Nate, you're from Colorado. You should like country music, brother. I don't at all, like not even a little bit. We got any Morgan Whalen fans out there in the I'm, chat? Show you guys I'm, any. I'm with you, Nate. I'm with you. We, we got some guesses here. Gary said Post Malone. Hoove said Drake. Taylor Swift something. Yeah, Gary, we tried that one. Harry Styles, fine line. Wow, Gary knows, Gary is plugged in here. Well, Gary was just at uh, Khalid, DJ Khalid, with his kid, his daughter, because Gary goes to concerts with his daughter, which I think is awesome. He's seen like, Taylor dope. Swift with her and stuff. It's mm-hmm. pretty dope. Yeah. Gary, you want to take me to a Morgan Whalen concert? I even pretend to be your, your son. Those ticket prices are pricey, my friend. That would track. Hoof Tube says, sand in my blank. Hoof! Oh, what up, buddy? There's some, some type of emoji we cannot see. So, so I'm going to guess sand in my boots. That's a popular uh, popular. It's Morgan a boot. Song. It's a um, so sand, you could, you could. I bet you there's a, there's a, probably about ten country songs that start with sand in my. <laughs> <laughs> Let's name them. <laughs> Let's Who's not. Boots, no, no. We'll guess. We'll guess them. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kyle, absolute pleasure having you on Ring of Fire, man. Um, went a little bit off, off the off the haywire as usual. Any final thoughts for us? Uh, yeah, I think an addendum to this game is one of you has to chug a beer. That's how this game normally ends. So I, I think doing that, you know, I vote Kyle. Someone's gonna crush a bush I, light. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle you're, the, you're the youth here, buddy. You're the youth here. Um, so I, th- I think it's you, man. Yeah, you're the one no. too old for that. You have a bush light in your hand. <laughs> Kyle just said no. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys let's go ahead we're gonna move into our final segment of the show here we have a little more free agency news to, to break down so stick around for temperature check temperature check that's really spicy holy All right, so in addition to the big names that we've already talked about on tonight's show, we also have had you know a slew of, of fantasy impact moves that are going to impact fantasy a little bit to a lot. Um, so let's just go through it here, guys. I just kind of want to rapid fire. Just give me your, in a few words, where you're ranking this person initially. I know we haven't dived into projections yet, but uh, where, where, where you're thinking these guys are going to pace out for you in redraft rankings. Let's start with the running backs here. My boy, you guys know I've been on this guy really since last offseason, maybe earlier, Leonard Fournette, back in Tampa Bay, man. I woke up, I think it was Monday morning, with the news that he was visiting the New England Patriots. My heart dropped. I was like, this is not how I want to start my freaking week, you know? Going to to backfield possibly with Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. But he's back, baby, with Brady. The, the bat signal went out. He came calling. Three years, $21 million. Nate, where are you ranking Lenny? Uh, so he's probably an RB1 tier for me. Uh, probably back end of it, like somewhere like 8 to 12. Uh, he could sneak in 6-7. Seven. I don't think he hits that top five. Yeah, I mean, I'm similar. I'm high-end RB2, right at the right at the front of the RB2s. 
And with me being that it's March, it's more about, I mean, I was also very excited for him and for Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris that he didn't go to New England. Mm-hmm. But at this time of year, a lot of times when I'm looking at early rankings, it's, it's, I haven't had time to really dig in. So it's more about who can I put him in front of? Who am I comfortable putting him in front of? And that yeah. has him right around 13, 14 for me. Yeah. I just did a, uh, I just recorded a podcast for Sleep fantasy. And I think he was one of the guys that will probably be drafted outside of the top 15, but he's worth a top 12 um, uh, asking price. I think, I think he's going to be a value again, for sure. Yeah. Cause nothing's yeah. really changed. I mean, it's, Basically right. the same situation, you know? And what we yeah. don't know, what we what we know now that we didn't last year was the amount of receptions and targets he was going to get. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, yes, sir. We're, we're, we're going to expect probably about the same. I mean, that, yeah. that'll give you RB1 numbers, I think. Low in RB1. Um, you know, I, I think I'm with you, Scott. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't think it's crazy if he, you know, finishes 12, 13, 14, that's somewhere what, around that. That's what confuses me about looking around at early redraft rankings around the industry. Yeah, I mean, I know they're early, but, like, he's – in the twenties, and it's like, yeah, what else correct. you need to see? We know it's not going to be Ro- we know it's not going to be Ronald Jones. We saw that. Yep. Basically, this I mean, Evans is back, Godwin is back, Brady's back. Like it's, it's the same team ultimately. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why he's being faded. You know, well, I mean, he was being faded last year in our draft guys. No, I know, but now we have now we have like yeah. a full year of he yeah, had. I mean, right. Legitimately, if he didn't get hurt, he had an outside pathway to the overall RB one the way he was used in the past game. Like, yep. yeah, I just don't get how, how he's just all of a sudden starting as an RB, like low end RB two in early rankings. Don't get me started with the Keyshawn Vaughn. Come he's on, explosive. he's explosive. He's. I, I don't. I don't think. He, I, don't, I don't. I don't think he can hold up as you know a strong candidate for you know fantasy relevancy this year. But he's explosive. Um, if something happens mm-hmm. to Leonard Fournette, I have no issue handcuffing him. Like I. I would take Keyshawn Vaughn over Mike Davis. Oh, yeah. As a, oh, as yeah. Maybe oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Because I hate I, Mike Davis. I don't I, know I about a head of most, but. I don't think I would ever take, unless it was like an 82 round draft or something. I don't see myself taking Mike Davis. There's just no reason to. Right. Why do I hate Mike Davis so much? <laughs> well, I think it was the thick thighs win championship. I mean, we all man, I don't know. Um, I agree with you guys, though. He's a low-end RB1. I think I have him right around like David Montgomery, James Conner, kind of in that range, Ezekiel Elliott, right around there. The receptions are going to be there. We're going to see Chris Godwin's health is going to dictate a little bit um, to me how how high I go up in my projections, I think. But if Chris Godwin's out there ripping early week one, maybe I'm a little bit lower on Lenny. But I can tell you right now, I'm going to have a ton of Lenny once again on my teams in 2021. Um, Actually, a draft night out um, last year, um, Jen was on the board and it was like the seventh or eighth round. I was looking at her and Nate's draft board and said, Hey Jen, Leonard Fournette's out there, man. Like take the shot. Take, and she took it, man. And, uh, she, mm-hmm. she's thanked me ever since. So, um, there you go, Nate. I, I helped your wife out. Dale, I helped your draft out a little bit. There you go. Draftnow.com <laughs> for tickets. <laughs> yes, sir. Hashtag not a sponsor quite yet. Um, guys, James Connor, three year, 21 million. To me, he's a high-end RB2 once again. Injury concerns remain for him. No Chase Edmonds, though. The volume's going to go up. Um, as far as receiving work, they might add someone else in the draft. Um, maybe like a cook in the draft, possibly. But, um, Dale, where do you have James Conner, 2022? Uh, outside the top 20. Uh, oh! I have, yeah, I, I think I'm going to have him like around like the Travis Etienne, uh, Saquon Barkley around there is that you think that's too low um you know i just don't think 
his production was so fluky last year. And I know that's kind of a whatever, like a way, you know, a, an easy way out there. But it was like, you know, I mean, rushing TDs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, he's not going to have it's hard to evaluate a fantasy football player on, you know, kind of the three touchdown 20 yard games um, that, he, you know, he had I, he had a couple of those, didn't he? So I, you can't, you know, just looking at his numbers on paper look great. Right. It's total fantasy points. No problem. Is that sustainable for, for another season? I don't know. I don't think so. I agree. Okay. He doesn't have Chase Edmonds in his way. Uh, that helps a little bit, but uh, man, it's, it's, it's going to be hard to project him anything higher for me than top 20 running back. Maybe I'm missing high. on him. He had a career high in catch rate too. So I, I definitely understand what you're saying. It could be, you know, a lofty projection to fill back in Nate, Nate or Scott, are you guys a little higher on James Conner than Dale? No, I'm about the same. I don't, <clears throat> him being below at this point, if he's the lone back, I don't think he's durable enough to get through an entire season. I just, I can't see him playing more than 12 games if he doesn't have some help. Yeah. He's a little bit of kind of the flip side of Fournette for me. I think he's going to get drafted pretty high closer to his ceiling. Whereas Fournette is seemingly faded again. I have him, I have him early twenties. So low end RB two. Um, for basically okay. the same reasons. I mean, touchdown regression is a sticky one. And, you know, touch you look at touchdown regression over a long period of time, and we're talking about just one season. But um, I expect there to be some for him. He had a lot of multi-touchdown games um, and the injury issue. So I'm not drafting yeah. him up near the, the, the RB1s. I would – if I'm hanging around the third or fourth round, I don't have an RB yet or I need a second one, I would, I would consider James Conner there. I've been bit by that bug before 2019, especially, but I'm willing to creep back in a little bit. We'll see if that, that is my downfall or not. These guys are a little bit lower on James Conner than I might be in my initial projections. Rest of the running backs here, guys, um, looks like Cordell Patterson back to Atlanta, two years, 10.5 mil. He didn't get the bag. He didn't get the bag. He wanted the bag. He didn't get it, guys. Um, kind of a bummer for Cordell. He's back there. Rashad Penny, back to your Seahawks, Scott. One year, 5.5 mil. Um, They're able to apparently, you know, out hustle the other teams that were pounding ground for Rashad Penny. And then Chase Edmonds, 12.6 mil over two years in Miami. Any interest in Cordell Patterson, Rashad Penny, Chase Edmonds this year? If I want any of them, it's Cordell Patterson. I don't think I want any of the rest. Um, Dale? No. Uh, I mean, Cordell Patterson, I think he's going to be overdrafted. I think. Uh... I don't know what the word is, right? Like overdrafted. I, I, I think he's going to, he will not exceed his ADP. Um, that's for sure. No, there's no opinion. way. There's no way. Corderell Patterson, like he had a great run, but it was fun. And then he had those last four games of the season where he just didn't do anything. And now the changing of the guard, I just don't think he's relevant. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the only one on this list that I absolutely don't want is Corderell Patterson. Just what we wow. saw. The end of this, what the, yeah. what, and that's mainly Scott. because of where you're, and that's mainly because of where you're going to have where to you have to get them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, what we saw at the tail end of the season, he just disappeared. Like, you know, there was those, that's those multi-week stretch where it's like, Oh, this guy's a, this guy's a cheat code. How can this last? Yeah. And it didn't. Um, Cause he's not actually a running back. He's a receiver, but um, Penny, depending on where he's going, like what he showed at the end of last year, I'll, I'll throw him on my bench, see what happens. I'm not really that interested in Edmonds. Yeah. No. All right, guys, wide receivers here. Allen Robinson, let's start there. Three years, $46 million for the, the former Nittany Lion. Robert Woods, 
you know, same kind of same same kind of situation. He's moved out. Six round pick for Robert Woods, likely due to the contract that was a, a kind of low pick for Robert Woods. I felt like um, any interest in a Rob on the Rams um, last year. I, I did a deep dive and it came out to be wide receiver twenty six for OBJ and Robert Woods combined in that wide receiver two role for the Rams. Any interest in a Rob or Robert Woods who moves out to Tennessee joins AJ Brown in that offense. Probably not Woods. A-Rob, yes, um, especially with Woods moving on. But I don't know, man. Robert Woods is going to be 31, 30, 31 coming into this season. That's kind of a clip year for wide receivers um, coming off of an injury, going to Tennessee with A.J. Brown already there. I'm just – I think I'm out. Yeah, it's – for as far as Robert Woods goes, I mean, it, it's hard for A.J. Brown to get fed, right? I mean, in spe- – he ended up, you know, of course, injury, um, right. you know, but besides that, the Titans are run first, obviously, with Derrick Henry. It's hard to get volume for these wide receivers. Oh, yeah. A.J. Brown can, you know, if he's fully healthy, can barely crack wide receiver one numbers. Robert Woods is going to have a really tough time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, do you guys have – Scott, where do you have A-Rob? Because, like, right now, I have him right outside that wide receiver two range, I think. I have same. I think if I'm looking at the exact place I have him, it's wide receiver 26 at this yeah. current moment. Yep. So we'll see. I mean, like, like I said earlier, like, I mean, we've been pounding the table, just get, get just get a rob a quarterback. And now here he is on a team with a quarterback that throws a lot. And we're still mm-hmm. like, eh, I don't know, maybe wide receiver three. So yeah. Um, I'm hoping that it's, it's a nice surprise, but I, I can't go much higher than that. Uh, it's too much risk. It, it, it's tough with A-Rob, man. It's really tough because he has had such shoddy quarterback play throughout his career. And, like, was last season just a fluke for him, or or did he really just kind of fall off, or was it more just falling out of line in Chicago? I think we're about to find out. That season for Chicago was just so messy, it was, wasn't it? it? It's so yeah. hard to, like, take much yeah. from it. It's, I mean. With the quarterbacks they had going in and out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was it was rough, but um, if if a Rob can end up being my wide, third wide receiver on my redraft team, I'm really happy. Oh yeah, I'm I'm really okay. happy with that. If you know if oh you know okay, so the real question is if you go running back heavy early, are you okay with him as your wide receiver too? Um, that yes. I think I think that's yep. a question. If if you go running back heavy, yeah. <clears throat> there's I'm, no I'm, way he doesn't have. A career year with Matthew Stafford, no way. Career Can't though, I mean that's that that's tough though. I mean, Allen Robinson's a guy who was putting up incredible numbers for a couple of years in Chicago and mm-hmm. in Jacksonville, so it's hard to compare to that. But like when you look at it here, guys, Blake Bortles career passing passer rating eighty point six, Mitch Trubisky eighty seven, Nick Foles eighty seven point three, Andy Dalton eighty seven, Justin Fields seventy three. So he's never had an elite quarterback. Matthew Stafford comes in here. 91.1 passer rating over his career, and that's with the Lions, guys. So I'm excited. I think it's going to be a great year for A-Rob. I, I think, Dale, I think you nailed it, though. Like, if he's your wide receiver three in redrafts, I'm leaving that draft pretty content if I hit on my first couple picks as well. Yeah. Guys, what about Christian Kirk here? He gets the bag, man. Four years, 72 mil. Jacksonville, they're obviously investing in him. Uh, you guys are all shaking your head at this one already. <laughs> I don't get, I mean, somebody put up a, just a list of receivers and what they're paid now. And 
there was a bunch of people. You're like, yep, 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 yep. And there was Christian Kirk on the list. Like, what? <laughs> right? Why is he on that list? Not, I mean, he's he's a talented receiver, but he doesn't belong in like the top eight highest paid. Doesn't make any sense at all. And I'm I'm still at the well, point I don't care. I'd rather have DJ Chark than Christian Kirk. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think I they're paying him the more though. But... He could be a value. I think he could be a value because I think everyone has the same opinion we all do. He was overpaid, but I think realistically for that type of money, they have to feature him as their number one. And they might, but he's still going to be a mid-range wide receiver three. I mean, it depends what how you know what Lawrence does, right? From under underneath Urban, yeah. You know, if if he's somebody, if if Lawrence can play well, last, last year screwed up so much. It, it just <laughs> it just skewed everything so much. Nate called it from the very get go. Urban Meyer and all the stuff that's come out lately about. I mean, it. I don't know. It just it, it really delayed things. I think. You didn't know who yeah, fucking Aaron Donald was. Like, let's just you believe be honest. that. Do you, yeah. I, I kind of feel he's like that was ninety nine. Like, he's pretty good. I, I <laughs> can't. I have a hard time believing that that's real. Yeah, that's true. It's it's hard to tell what's real and what's not. But I I I mean, I think it was real. He probably said that. But I mean, man, taking out of context, like I would mm-hmm. say something like that, right? Like, ooh, it yeah. was that nine You know, like yeah, I yeah, think yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You know, it, it very possible he said it. It's very hard to believe that he doesn't know who the most dominant defensive player in the nfl is yeah that's hard to believe yeah absolutely guys what about dj chart though i mean one year 10 million dollars for him he's as good of a player as christian kirk probably is realistically i think man Um, like he when he's been healthy i think he's been good he's been a solid receiver and i i uh, am banking on him being healthy and i'd rather have him than christian kirk straight up okay Mm -hmm. Nate, Dale, any 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 conjecture? No, I can't bring anything more to the table. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about the bottom level wide receivers, guys. Any interest in any deep sleepers? Zay Jones, he gets another bag to it in Jacksonville, too. Really overpaid in my I love Zay Jones. You guys know I love Zay Jones, but um overpaid for sure. Russell Gage, he heads to Tampa Bay, maybe is the wide receiver three. R.I.P. Tyler Johnson. I hope you're back. I love Tyler Johnson. Um, and then James Washington down to Dallas, home state of Dallas or Texas. So any interest in those three guys? Nope. <laughs> maybe I mean, Russell Gage. Maybe, maybe Russell Gage for me. Maybe. But outside like, of Russell Gage, no. As a end of bench guy, as a potential bye week fill-in, injury fill-in, something like that. I have I have no interest in Zay Jones or James Washington. Like we've been talking about James Washington for forever. I'm done. Does do the Jaguars just think they could just throw money and win? Yeah, I think I think the Jaguars that was are doing thing. the Jaguars are doing one of those trades where if you put enough people into the trade calculator, it eventually adds <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah, they're exactly. doing that with receivers, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Guys, tight ends here. N- no big news really, other than Dalton Schultz. He's back on the tag. Mike Kosicki. We already talked about him. Trashed him a little bit. I think Dalton Schultz is the huge winner here. I am really heavily targeting Dalton Schultz. I've listened to a lot of other industry analysis here and Dalton Schultz isn't even in the, you know, top six tight end conversation, which I think is a mistake. I think this guy needs to be back in the tight end six conversation. He was tight end three last season, tight end eight the season before. I'm really interested in Dalton Schultz. I think he's the number two receiving option behind CD lamb there. Um, Scott, you, you followed the Cowboys probably closer than anyone with, with this so, offense. 
for me, for me, the top five tight ends are pretty solidified. You've got Kelsey, Andrews, Kittle, Pitts, and Waller. So mm-hmm. when you're talking about he should be in the top six, it's like, okay, he, he should be six is, is how I view it. <laughs> and well, and, but I mean, and that's, and that's right about where I have him. I think for me personally, there's three people that kind of battle for that six spot. It's him, Dallas Goddard, and TJ Hawkinson, I think is still in that conversation. I personally have Goddard ahead of Schultz by one. So I have Schultz at seven, but I'm, I'm big on Goddard. I've made that pretty clear. I wrote one of my IBT media pieces. I talked about Goddard. Um, I, I like Goddard a lot, but I got Schultz right there after him. I got him ahead of Hawkinson. I got him ahead of Ertz and Muth and I got Gasicki at number one. Just kidding, Nate. <laughs> I can't just, okay. So I hear what you're saying. Um, I, I got, I got to say that I think Zach Ertz is going to have a top five finish. I can see Schultz having a top five finish. I can see Waller falling out of that top five this season because they don't need him to be what he's been in the past. And it kind of appears like he's starting to get a little dinged up. I mean, but I do like, I like Dalton Schultz a lot. Um, I think that the tight ends we're going to talk about over the next probably like three, four months, he's probably going to be my favorite. Um, I've made it no secret. I'm much lower on Dallas Goddard than you are, Scott. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Dale, any, any conjecture from you? Uh, Top 10 for sure. Um, I wouldn't go as far as top six. I mean, you know, I, I, and I know people are going to call me crazy, but I think I'd prefer Dawson Knox over Schultz. Wow. 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 My only issue with Knox is that he's so touchdown dependent so much more than most of the other tight ends you're going to talk about. But the, the diff, the good thing about being touchdown dependent on a such a crazy offensive team is that yeah you know he's gonna he's gonna get the opportunity a lot, um you know True. as opposed to somebody like Firemuth or something like that where you know maybe they won't get as many opportunities to score. Um, Knox is you know they're gonna be at the ten yard line a ton, um and he can go deep you know so they don't even need to be in the red zone really. But um just I, I know I'll probably get hammered for for my rankings on the tight ends. I'm I'm a little weird with that, but. Uh, you know, I hate ranking tight ends. You know, I Nobody we all ever get tight ends right. No, we have the top five that we're pretty sure of, and everybody else is a dart throw. Let's be honest here. It's so you know, there's all the all the tight ends outside the top five are so touchdown dependent. You know, whatever a, a two touchdown game will throw off an entire season of yeah. rankings. So, right, I, yeah, Schultz, Schultz for me is a guy that I could see myself ending up with just because I have him. You know, right around seven, eight ish, and if he's if his ADP is sitting there in the early teens or whatever. At that time, I'll, I'll yeah. be all over it for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't hate it. I can promise you guys, if you're in any league with me, you probably won't get Dalton Schultz because I feel like I'm going to be targeting. I really do. Like, round I'm two. not a huge vacated targets guy, but there are some vacated targets to go around here. Um, and I've just seen the connection, man. Dalton Schultz is a solid player. They gave him the franchise tag. Um, but but we'll talk more about that here later in the season. I'm sure Nate and I um, will be at Scott's throw a little bit about Dalton Schultz. Um, guys, any interest in CJ Uzama, Tyler Conklin? They go to New York on very similar three-year, about twenty-one to twenty-four million dollar deals. Evan Ingram down to Jacksonville, Austin Hooper to Tennessee. I don't want anything to do with any of these tight ends. Do you? Nope. 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 No. Okay. Nope. I'm I'm, 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 in, I'm intrigued to see what Evan Ingram does somewhere else. I'm just curious yeah. to see how he does because he still has all the athletic ability that he had. Um, but I, no, except I don't being able to catch, 
<laughs> yeah, just doesn't have that catching thing down yet. No hands. Yeah. Maybe they'll figure it. Out. Maybe they'll figure it out down in Jackson. It was one really bad season. After other than that, it hasn't been as bad as everybody Fair. makes it out to be. But that's how drops go. You have one bad drop season, and then Jackson, you can't catch. There's a lot of warm footballs. Warmer footballs are easier. To yeah, catch. yes, I was True. about to say that too. Deflated You're- ones too. Let's round it out here, guys. Not a a lot of free agency QB movement so far. Mitchburg, he's in Pittsburgh for or two years, 14 million for Mitch. And then Marcus Mariota, two years, 17 million in Atlanta. Jameis, he goes back to New Orleans. Any interest in Jameis, Mitchburg, Marcus Mariota, specifically in one QB leagues, or I guess if you want to go super flex, I I think if I have any interest, it's Mariota, just because he's had some of these spike performances over the last couple of years. See, for me, it's Trubisky. I think he's got more weapons. I mean, he's got Najee. He's never had the weapons that he has now. I mean, A-Rob, not A-Rob really. and David Montgomery are not that far from Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris. I hate to say that, but yeah, that's but my opinion. Trey, Bur- Trey Burton, Cole Kmet, okay, yeah. Jimmy Graham yeah. are not Pat Fryermuth. They don't have Chase Claypool. They didn't have no, Chase Claypool. Crown Friarmouth, this elite tight end yet either. Sure. Oh, I mean, not a, not oh, elite, okay. but he's still he's he's still better than Cole Komet. True. Hey, I mean, yeah, that's true. And I and you know how much I love Cole Komet, but he's still better than Cole Komet. Out of this list, my Cole guy, Komet. my my guy is Trubisky. In this list, he's I'm just the gonna only say one I'm taking in one quarterback. Malik Willis was eating chicken wings with Mike Tomlin. It might be Malik okay. time in Pittsburgh. Brace yourself. It's no, it Mike. will it will not let's be let the speculation fly fly. I've heard Atlanta's gonna trade up and get him. Mitch might, okay. might, might not be a thing, baby. He might get Matt Flynn. He might get Matt Flynn. D- Dale, round us out here, man. Any interest in Jameis, Mariota, Mitchburg? Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, completely opposite and say the last guy on the list, Jameis Winston. Um hmm. I mean, look, he's he's been injured the last couple of seasons. I get it. I mean, played 11 games over the last two seasons, so it is what it is, right? But I think the dude still has got it. I mean, last year he almost averaged 20 fantasy points a game as a quarterback. With no like, MT. Yeah, with no MT. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So let's see what happens with Michael Thomas. I mean, did, is there any word on what's going on there? Or is, is everything fine? I haven't heard anything about Michael Thomas at all. I mean, all. we didn't hear anything about Michael Thomas till June last year, and then, yeah. you know, the injury news got dropped on us. So I really try to stay away from the Saints. Like, I, I don't know if it's just like – I don't want to trash their beat reporters. They obviously have good beat reporters, but, like, there's such, like, a tight-lipped organization, it seems like, with that type of stuff. Yeah, especially with the Michael Thomas stuff. I I feel like, yeah. you know, there, I think there was more um, – there was more drama than – what was let on? It seems like I don't know. I mean, now with the Alvin Kamara stuff, we haven't heard about that in a while, and that was kind of that was a little dicey, right? That that relationship. Yeah, well, that could it, that could certainly lead to something. It kind of feels like that all died down and died away when Sean Payton left. So, yeah, we we, we got Ladarius Brown here on YouTube. I'd be fine with Malik Willis to Atlanta. Signed a Falcons fan. Man. All right, all right, Ladarius, we see you. We Man. see you here. Guys, we've kind of run through most of the free agency. You know, we went a little bit over our hour mark today, um, but you know that's all right. We had to get through it. It was I knew it was going to kind of be a, a trek as we ventured onto this. So um, let's wrap it up here. Um, Nate, Scott, any any final words for our regular in between listeners? Any advice as we head through the end of March here? 
I'd like to apologize if my not wearing a hat scarred anybody. Um, <laughs> but get used to it because I'm probably going to wear hats less. I'm trying to maintain the little bit of hair I have here. It's starting to go gray and I'm starting to see patches like fallouts and like, nope, 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 nope. I can't be completely bald. I'll look like my father and that will be awful for my um, home life. You're going to have to commit. You're going to have to do one, you know, you're going to just have to shave it eventually. You're just going to have to do it. No, I can't do it. I will get plugs before I shave my head. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a vain man. We we did have a sponsor that was a barbershop in 2021. So maybe we'll get another one. Maybe we'll get a hair care treatment here for you to hook you up with Nate in 2022. Uh, Mm -hmm. Scott, any final words for you, man? Um, Yeah, so it's it's near the end of March, you know, the, the sun's going to be out longer. The weather's going to get better. Get outside, get outside and get some pressure. And I'm really just talking to myself mainly here. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I, this, this is where this room you look, you see is where I live. So, um, just, just do your, you know, it, it really helps. I'll get outside and I'll be like, Oh, there's real stuff out here. That's not on my computer <laughs> screen. Um, yeah, but yeah, just, Get out, get out into nature if you can, or at least just outside, get some fresh air. It does wonders. Absolutely. D- Dale, any final words of advice, anything you have coming down the pipeline, either at, at the cooperative we have coming down or at Eat Sleep Fantasy? Uh, you know, some, something if you're a content creator, maybe, or I guess this can go for everybody. Uh, don't be afraid to learn learn some new skills and learn some new stuff and figure out what you're not good at. Um, you know, thinking about this cooperative stuff that, that we're working on, uh, really made me kind of step back and analyze what I'm good at and what I'm not. I think it's mm-hmm. good for everybody to kind of do that in their professional and personal life. Um, you know, look back and say, Hey, you know, what are you not good at? You know, put pride aside or, you know, really, really look, take an in-depth look. Um, I'm, I suck really bad at YouTube stuff and I've dedicated my life the past, um, two weeks of doing nothing but researching YouTube. Um, and it's fun. I love learning. So, um, you know, I think everybody just needs to take a step back and figure out what they like and what they don't and, and get better. I love that. Real, I love that real quick on a, on a piggyback real quick, Dale. Um, I think I speak for everybody here, but at least for me, if you have questions about like content creation and all that kind of stuff, specifics, don't hesitate to ask either. Yeah. You can DM me anytime you want. Cool. I'm, Appreciate I'm still surprised people want to care what I'd have to say. So I'll, if you DM <laughs> me, I'm going to answer, but Reach out to people. Ask ask people questions about how stuff how stuff goes. Uh, yeah. People are willing to help. It's it's crazy. I mean, yeah. If you just ask for help, it's crazy. And you know, you can get you know hacks on everything. Anybody who you know, there's somebody that knows a lot about some everything. You know, um, DM Twitter is huge. I mean, just hey, you know, who's good at web design? Yeah. Start you know picking their brains. Who's good at graphics? Pick their brains. Figure it out. Even if they give you a great uh, you know, YouTube, uh, you know, mentor, you know, it, it doesn't have to be anybody in real life say, Hey man, this, this person really helped me out on YouTube. Watch all his videos. Um, yeah. That's kind of what I've been doing. And, and, uh, it's, it's been crazy. It's been crazy the amount you can learn just by asking people and, and Googling who knew. And, and I think that's huge that you guys are hitting on that. Cause like Dale, this kind of what started the cooperative is after the fantasy football expo last year, you and I met there, I reached mm-hmm. out just, you know, kind of looking for different ideas, trying to iron sharpen iron and, you gave me the idea of starting com- a community. We have the in-between family now that doesn't happen without, you know, that conversation. So I absolutely agree with you guys here. Don't be afraid to learn new skills, assess your flaws, your strengths. Um, it, it definitely helps in the long run, no matter what your career, what, whatever your ambitions are. Um, I love that advice. Thank you guys. 
And and with that, guys, um, I would just like to say one more time, thank you so much for supporting us here at In Between Media. Um, the biggest, easiest thing you can do to support us here at, at the network at IBT is hit that subscribe button on YouTube. It'll let us know when we're going live. We got content coming out for you every week. Hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at IBT Media. We're going to be back here in two weeks. We got another special show for you lined up. Um, until then, hopefully there's no more craziness. Hopefully it dies down a little bit. We can catch our breath. But until then, guys, keep it in between and have a great weekend. Your destination for both some feel-good lifestyle advice and some fancy football advice. 